Hey there, cruise fans! Are you a fan of Royal Caribbean? Then you're not going to want to miss this video. Stay with us. And as always, if you're a fan of travel and bucket list vacations, then please like, subscribe, and turn on all notifications so you get notified each time we post. My very special guest today is Anthony Malaro, Royal Caribbean International's Director of Business Development Support and Host Travel Partner Relations. Anthony oversees a team of 30 representatives providing strategic day-to-day -day support to real travel expert advisors and agencies across Canada and the U.S. A 25-year veteran of the cruise industry, Anthony began his career in the reservations department for Royal Caribbean and has held several roles during his time there. It gives him a wide variety of experience and the ins and outs of this multifaceted cruise business. Anthony makes his home in Plantation, Florida with his wife and three children. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk. Hey, Ken. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you with us, Anthony. So today's topic is all about getting back to cruising. It's been about four months approximately since we returned to sailing. I wanted to speak to you today just to see what it's been like for Royal Caribbean and the other brands underneath your banner these past 20 months. And sure what we've got new coming down the line. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because over these last 20 months, I don't know that we've ever been busier. <laughs> really? Um, it has been uh, a journey, to say the least. You know, we've just continued to do what we do. We've built and, and delivered innovative ships during the last 20 months. More importantly, you know, it's really been about safety, of course, our healthy sail panel, which is really the beginning of trying to figure out how we navigate through uh, this new normal right. uh, to the creation of our Royal Promise. Uh, and of course, that's our plan that we have to protect our guests and crew. And, you know, since the pandemic, uh, we've actually taken delivery of our first quantum ultra class ship. That's uh, Odyssey okay. of the Seas. And um, we, we took delivery of her in March of 21. Obviously, she was still uh, laid up and, uh, and not in service, uh, but we did bring her back into service uh, or into service for the first time in July of this year and uh, currently sailing six and eight nights in southern and western caribbean out of fort lauderdale and then she'll be heading over to rome sailing the greek isles uh in 2022 again the continuation of of building and improvement uh our fifth oasis class ship wonder of the seas will debut in march of 22 and uh also starting her journey in fort lauderdale sailing seven and seven night eastern and western caribbean itineraries and then we'll actually interport between barcelona and rome to the western mediterranean next year we've continued to enhance our home port offerings. So as our ships became back into service, uh, we have focused on home ports, uh, such as our return to Los Angeles uh, for the okay. first time in more than a decade. Uh, we're going to offer newly amplified Navigator of the Seas there sailing three, four, and seven night Mexican Riviera itineraries. That's fantastic. So Anthony, now that the ships are returned to service, I know for a fact you're your company's navigating a complex list of health and safety protocols designed to protect the passengers. And to that point, I also know that these protocols can probably vary by departure port destinations visited and are, are in a continual state of flux. So I kind of have two questions. First, how are you managing to keep ahead on top of this evolving situation? And secondly, what's been the overall reaction of the guests aboard to the experience in this new world of cruising? Sure. So, you know, we'll continue. We have and we'll continue to follow the science and CDC guidance, of course. Right. So if anything that we've all learned over these last 20 months, it's you, you just the flexibility, these 
changing of protocols, they're going to happen. And, you know, we need to be flexible and kind of roll with it. Good news is we're seeing a bit more consistency, uh, which enables us to get these protocols out to our guest sailing sooner than we ever have before. And again, just know that that these these protocols will change. And, you know, if, if I can, I, I would say that's exactly why Royal Caribbean recommends the use of a travel advisor. Right. Uh, you know, now more than ever, you know, having that expert guide, you know, really taking you through those ever-changing protocols, um, you know, they're the experts and they're the ones that can really help our, our guests uh, and their clients through all of this. Yeah. The vacation experience should be a it should be about for that person and let the travel advisor handle the details to give you that extra peace of mind. That's right. Anthony, there's a rumor out there that the ships are, not, are sailing on reduced capacity. And as a result of that balcony state rooms and a lot of the current popular itineraries appear to be sold out. Now I kind of assume that's due to the reduced capacity. Would that be a correct assumption? And if so, what's your best advice to cruisers looking to uh, book? Sure. Well, my advice to cruisers looking to book has never changed in the 25 years that I've been with Royal Caribbean. Uh, it is always book now because you will get the best of pricing, the best availability, uh, and that's the way to go. Right. But actually, you know, we're not really sailing with any capacity restrictions at this okay. point. Um, you know, there was a slow ramp up, of course, you know, uh, getting getting back into service. And, and there were certainly just a few ships at the time. We actually have 13 ships for Royal Caribbean brand, uh, 13 ships sailing right now. Uh, we'll have 18 by the end of the year. And uh, the remainder of our fleet will, will truly be coming in in waves, no pun intended, uh, through May of 22. Uh, and again, demand for cruising is high right now. What we're seeing in, in 2022, especially and beyond, that I think there's a, a sense of calm coming over consumers and just the world in general, right? We feel like, okay, we're really starting to make headway here. And so when you look at the 22 itineraries and 23 and beyond, uh, those are selling extremely well. You know, now is the time to get that balcony stateroom preferred, right? Uh, and, and to get that room booked. For sure. For sure. So early, early is always best. Absolutely. Right. Now, since the return to sailing, I've done several post-cruise reviews with some of our travel advisors. And to a person, they've indicated what a wonderful experience it was on board in, in terms of service and the welcoming attitude of the crew. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing the same reaction uh, by the guests in general? And to what Absolutely. do you think yeah, so not even just in the numbers that we're seeing, but I have my personal story as well in terms of uh, the cruise that I just came back off of. And, okay. you know, um, in terms of the numbers, we're experiencing the highest guest satisfaction ratings in our company's history. Wow. And, and it's quite incredible. But, you know, when you think about it, you've got crew that are so happy to be back. Right. And yeah. guests that I think are even happier to be cruising again. So, you know, it's it, thank you know, thankfully, we've been able to provide uh, that safe and incredibly enjoyable vacation experience. That's the win win combination. And so when you have guest and crew uh, equally as excited uh, to be back and to serve, um, you know, there, there seems to be you know, a real sense of um, just a, just an openness and a kindness, a general kindness uh, aboard the ships today that I haven't seen, you know, when anyone is on a cruise and, and on a vacation, of course, they're always in a good mood, right? But this just seems a little bit different. The common courtesy that you see from our guests and, and particularly our crew, uh, it's just been remarkable. Now, that's that's a wonderful, wonderful 
thing to have happen. You know, Anthony, as you know, there's been a lot of media attention regarding vaccination protocols and coming aboard cruise lines in general, basically to a person. All of the travel advisors that have been on these recent cruises with you are singing your praises, that you folks are doing just a wonderful job at how well this situation is being handled. For the benefit of our listeners, can you give us an overview of your policy now and the effects on guests and children. The health and safety of our guests and crew will always be top priority. Guests can really start to plan their vacations now uh, with that peace of mind, knowing that Royal Caribbean requires all crew members and guests uh, who are eligible to be vaccinated. The CDC just approved uh, vaccinations for ages five to 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just gonna continue to add to that that level of, um, of security, right? We'll continue to follow the science. Our approach is gonna always be thoughtful. Uh, we have this robust multi-layered program really to ensure that every guest can relax and enjoy the vacation that they that they know and love. And again, just based on my personal experience, you know, being around the ship and around the crew, pretty much every venue is is up and running from the theater to the ice shows to the aqua theater. You know, dining on board, uh, spectacular. I'm somewhat of a, a, a specialty restaurant snob, uh, but we did eat <laughs> we did eat in the um, in the main dining room uh, twice out of the three days on this last last three-day cruise that we took on uh, Freedom of the Seas, and the food was spectacular. And the staff and the service, like I said, it was just incredible. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to follow that science. We'll continue to do what we can. You know, and again, I'll I'll just say that the the protocols are changing often. They continue to change, whether there's, you know, masks on board or not masks on board. I think you'll find that uh, that answer can and will be different two weeks from now, 30 days from now. So it's really important to just stay on top of those. Right. I know that technology is playing a big role in your return to self and safe and healthy cruising. One item that I'm particularly have been impressed with looking at over is your new redesigned app and the eMuster. Can you bring our viewers and listeners up to speed on, on that program? Yeah. And actually it's funny because that was a program that was in place and we were we were actually implementing it on our ships prior to the pandemic and really the the focus around this what we call muster 2.0 or it's really just muster is how do we take this you know that that usual crowded experience right everybody gets their life jacket on they go up and they go to their muster station and they sit out there in the hot sun for 15 minutes while the captain is going through in seven languages about safety and all that which believe me is important right it is yes it's it's very important um but i think our guests would rather be enjoying the ship because yeah. uh, as you know, we used to shut down all the venues for about 30 minutes while all of this was going on. So so it started out as a way of really enhancing our guest experience. And, you know, as it would be, the pandemic has proven that this was a great way to reduce crowds as well. So basically, the, the gist of it is, is that you can watch the safety video on your phone, uh, on your television, in your stateroom, and gain that knowledge that is necessary, of course. And then basically, as you wish throughout the first day uh, before we actually set sail, uh, you go to your designated muster station and there's there's different checks along the way. It's all done through the app. You go 
they review the, the safety with you. It takes about 30 seconds and they check you off and you're done. And you can go right back to your lounge chair, right back to your cocktail. And that vacation hasn't been stopped. For so in theory, then the app itself is, is kind of like a recording device so that your team can ensure that everybody has done what they needed, know where their muster station is, seen the safety video. That's right. That's right. And so it's right there on the app. So you yeah. see it as as you know, okay, okay, I go to muster station M4, maybe that's in the dining room. And as I go there, the personnel is still there as they were in the past, as you remember it. Yeah. Uh, but they're literally just taking you through that final step of, you know, what is the emergency signal? You know, seven long blasts, one one short blast, or seven short and one long, and then um, and then just checking you off, and it's digitally recorded, uh, so we know everyone that has checked in, and then captain can set sail as soon as that's been accomplished. Oh, what a great great idea! What a great idea! And I think I do think you'll see that if there's any difference around the ship, it's it's all you know good positive change. Is that the crowds are are just you know dispersed earlier. Uh, and that starts with Muster 2.0, uh, getting our, our guests basically off and on their vacation without kind of having to wait in, in those long lines and such. So, For sure, for sure. You know, I've always been like, I'm a cruiser at heart, always have been. Me too. <laughs> and in a lot of cases in the media, they, the media tends to give cruising sometimes a bad rap. But I think... And I think most people that actually do cruise, uh, it's probably one of the safest and most, and now even more healthy ways to actually travel. I'm not going to disagree with you, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think you're right. I think we've innovated as an industry. We've innovated a lot of um, health and safety standards over the years. You know, we self-declare, you know, a lot of uh, the, you know, the norovirus and, and things like that. Right. right? We self-declare that. But hand sanitizing machines, you know, we never saw those before on a cruise ship. And um, so when you walk around the ships and you just see the cleanliness uh, and the staff around just, you know, paying attention to those details, it is an extremely clean, safe uh, experience. And like I said, I've already sailed twice this year, going on board our brand new ship Odyssey in two days, and uh, we'll be on another three cruises by the end of the year. So the moral of the story is, you know, what are you waiting for? You've got to get out there, uh, get your cruise booked because um, the ocean is not waiting for anybody. Good point. Good point. Well, Anthony, this has been very, very informative. I really appreciate you being with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Well, I would just, you know, again, thank you for having me and really to all of your uh, viewers and, and listeners out there. Uh, now is the time and we are ready to take you on the best vacation of your life. Well, that's perfect. And with that, I'm going to wish you, the cast and the crew, smooth sailing. May the winds always be on your back. And I hope to see you on the Lido deck real soon. Same to you. Thank you, take my care. friend. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. My very special thanks to my guest, Anthony Melaro of Royal Caribbean International. If you'd like more information about a Royal Caribbean cruise, you can reach one of our expert travel advisors at realtravelexperts.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can send an email to questions at realtravelexperts.com or just simply leave us a comment. We always respond and we'd love to hear from you. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this video, a like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is always appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.